Clayton. John Clayton. Hey, Mom, I'm done with my segment. This is the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton. Brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. Time to talk football with the professor, John Clayton. If you guys have questions for John, you know what to do. Text those questions into 421-3776. That's 421-ESPN. We'll get to your questions before we let them go for the day. Hello, John. Hello, guys. <sighs> two and, <clears throat> wow. Two and five. Oh, and three at home since Dave Wyman was a star middle linebacker for this team in 1992. Can you believe that? Um, I still can't believe the 92 season, how bad it was. <clears throat> it was great on defense, <clears throat> but it was, the, what, the third worst offense in the history of the league. But, yeah. Something like that. Well, so what do, what do you call this team? What, do you, what are you making of what we're seeing here? I mean, obviously it's closer, but, again, not close enough to get the victories. I mean, there was enough stuff going on. The defense, I thought, was much improved. The secondary play was much improved. They were able to get some pressure on the quarterback. <clears throat> Obviously, stopping Alvin Kamara is an almost an impossible task. But in the end, what you saw was that uh, the offense just didn't have it. I mean, what <clears throat> ninety? Uh, he had the eighty-four yard touchdown pass to uh, <clears throat> DK Metcalf, and after that, what was it? A net eighty-three four- yards passing. Yeah, eighty-three yards passing, but it's like uh, you know, it was a net thirty-eight or something like that because you take the five sacks, right? right. <clears throat> take away that, and so. That wasn't there. They only had 90 yards rushing and 12 of those on three carries by Geno Smith. It was bad. Yeah, and they win that game with Russ. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, but what do you make of this New Orleans Saint game or a team? Because, you know, they have the fluky win over Green Bay. And that's, by the way, Green Bay's only loss. Um, Then they beat the the Patriots pretty good. I mean, that's always a good thing. And that was on the road. Um, They win on the road against Washington. I mean, how good do you think is this New Orleans team? Average. I mean, yeah. a little, maybe a little above average because of the defense, but offensively, uh, you know, it's got one player. It's got Alvin Kamara right now. Yeah. Now, when Michael Thomas comes back, that'll make things better. But, I mean, you saw, for example, you know, they got, uh, it was a Daquan Smith uh, comes off the injured list, and he was at least the most accomplished wide receiver they had because at least last year he had 34 passes that he caught. But in the end, what ends up happening is that he lines up wrong. Jameis Winston gets mad at him, <laughs> points him in the right direction, and they start screaming at each other once they get to the the sidelines. And, of course, I mean, you know, he didn't play all that much because he was making too many mental mistakes. And, again, this pretty much being the worst wide receiving core in football, I mean, you knew they weren't going to be able to pass the ball very well, but, you know, they're average. I mean, again, uh, defense carries them right now. So, John, uh, offensively, this seems to be a problem now because uh, I agree with you. They definitely improved defensively last night. Not perfect, and you're never perfect. But offensively, this is this is rough to watch. I mean, yeah. you know, they did, could not get anything going with the running game, yet they, they stuck to it. They kept going and going and going, and it just wasn't happening. And I'm thinking, you know, when when Shane Waldron was hired, we were all sitting here going, wow, we, we had visions of that Rams offense and the – you know, pre-snap motion, and it's going to look wide open. And I understand you've got a, a backup in there in Gino, but it didn't look like that with Russ there either. So I'm just wondering 
what your level of expectation was with the offense versus what we've seen. I think the expectation was fine and still is. I think that uh, Shane's done a good job. The problem is Geno Smith didn't do a good job yesterday. I mean, you saw how many times he rolled out to the right and uh, you know either nothing was there, he had to throw it away, or he makes the throw and misconnects on everything. I mean, he was only able to get, what, three passes to uh, DK Metcalf and two to uh, uh, Tyler Lockett. And that's an issue, but again, how much of that is what the uh, you know what they're doing uh, as far as the defense, and you know what they were doing as far as Geno Smith inability to get anything going with the passing game. Hey, John, you mentioned uh, DK, and you know you see him getting into those little scraps and everything. I guess I kind of worry that he might be getting uh, the opponents fired up because uh, there was a pretty interesting. I don't know if we have the sound. Have you heard that, John? Or, no, I yeah, not. So Cam Hayward kind of went after Cam uh, Jordan. I'm sorry, Cam Jordan went after him a little. I bit. think that our defense played with a lot of uh, speed and intensity and and the right uh, right mindset the entire game, um, albeit that one play explosive, the one explosive that they had um, from uh, the the King Orc Smurf, Mister Blue here. I'm spazzing on his name, DK Metcalf. Ooh, sorry. The King Orc Smurf, and then yeah. he and then he purposely calls him Blair. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, I just it just sounded like maybe he's kind of galvanizing the opponents a little bit with that stuff. What do you think of his his antics? I mean, he's not getting well. He got one penalty this year, right? Right against Indianapolis, mm-hmm. but other than that, but I don't know. What, what's what's your take? Uh, I mean, again, it's like. Uh... I mean, he pushes it to the limit. There's no doubt about it. <clears throat> but certainly in the early part of the game, he got into the head of Marcus Lattimore because, I mean, you can see that Lattimore had the, the two uh, personal fouls, uh, two penalties against him uh, for pushing and slapping him up in the head and all that, all those different things. But then I think Lattimore kind of recovered and got back and played football and kept him from catching the football. So it's like, uh, you know, because Lattimore, say what you want, is you know he's he's aggressive too, but he's also one of the best cornerbacks in the league, and he showed why last night. And so uh, yeah, I think the DK has to start watching because all he's going to do is gain a bad reputation around the league and have everybody come after him. Well, and then that reputa- reputation sometimes it gets to the officials, mm-hmm. and and you know opponents will come up and go, hey, watch this guy. You know he's an instigator. He's been doing this. I mean I, that definitely happens, and you know that. Coaches go to the officials before the games and say, hey, watch out for this and watch out for that. Mm-hmm. They're doing this and that. So, Again, if you guys have questions for John, 206-421-3776. That's 421-ESPN. It's powered by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company. Uh, the 509 asking, Professor, which is more likely to happen? LJ Collier gets traded or Kyle Fuller gets benched for Ethan Posick? Mm, I think uh, LJ Collier possibly getting traded I again I have to look at the injury list from this week to see how it goes as far as what defensive tackles and defensive ends got hurt but again you're seeing a lot of that and so I think that uh, you can do it you know Kyle Fuller is still out there I, I don't know if they're ready to put Ethan Posick back in you know certainly I don't think they're going to do it before the bye week and they, there's no need to do it against Jacksonville because they're so pathetic so it's like uh, I don't know John I wouldn't say that right now <laughs> I don't you you do you just feel like this is one of those games that shouldn't even be played it's a no-brainer the Seahawks will win yes yes mm. okay. what, what, what is it you see about Jacksonville that you like what they're, is it you see about the Seahawks that you like they're better than Jacksonville we're setting the bar kind of low aren't we no we're talking yeah. about a, a, what a one-win team versus a two-win team mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But again, Jacksonville's defense may be the least talented in football. I mean, what is it? They, you know, and again, it just show you Urban Meyer has no idea what he's doing. And so, for example, you know, they, they have a draft, and here's a team that's coming off a one-win season last year, right? And so you figure, oh, let's get a lot of young players, get some draft choices and all that stuff. If I'm not mistaken, because I, I haven't started to review Jack, I mean, I started to review him a little bit, but it's like I think they only have one player that was drafted, <clears throat> and it's a defensive player that's actually got playing time this year. Everybody else doesn't have any playing time. How can you be the worst team in football or one of the worst teams and you can't even get your rookies on the field because they're just not that good. That's bad. By the way, I'm told uh, via the text line here that Cam Jordan was saying blue hair, not Blair. Oh, okay. Blue hair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we all see it, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. We all see it. We all (laughs) see it. Hey, uh, John, the, uh, the Patriots, we didn't get a chance to talk to you yesterday because we didn't have a show. Um, The Patriots put a whooping, on the Jets and Mac Jones, pretty good day. It was about yeah. 66%, two touchdowns, no interceptions. As far as uh, the the rookie quarterbacks go, I know Zach Wilson got hurt, you know, but uh, is Mac Jones? He's got to be at least one or two as far as the rookie yeah, quarterbacks. Yeah, I, I, I actually, even though uh, Trevor Lawrence has had a, two or three good games in a row, uh, I have to give the edge to Mac Jones mm-hmm. because what you're looking at is that uh, <laughs> I mean, coming into the week. He was like over 70% completions. He's got a decent number of, what is it, 12 touchdown passes. <clears throat> so he's done a really good job. And so because of that, I think that, uh, you know, he has the edge. Now, is it turning the corner for the team? Not necessarily because they're a losing team right now and probably going to end up with like an 8-9 and nine season. And so, uh, but again, the fact that he's out there doing what he can do is very, very encouraging. And to be able to think that you're down there with the 15th pick, right? You didn't trade up to get him. You get him with the 15th pick. Justin Fields ended up going uh, with that trade up with Chicago at 11, and he's been sacked 22 times with that bad offensive line, and he didn't even start the season as a starter. Yeah, it's brutal. Why wouldn't they put Foles in there? Why wouldn't they put, uh, is Dalton healthy? I don't understand why they're Mm. just letting this kid wear it. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, does Matt Nagy know what he's doing? I'd assume he does. I mean, it just... I don't, I don't, Let's put it this way. You're not in agreement with a lot of people in Chicago. Who's not? I'm not? Yeah. They they all want to keep Fields in there or what? No, they just... Uh, they're oh, not, they don't they, think Nagy knows what he's doing. No, and of course now he's not going to be probably able to coach this week because he's got COVID-19. I mean, uh, Allen Robinson, they're probably their, their best offensive player, took a shot and said, hey, I'm I'm not on the same page with Justin Fields. Just not on the same page. And so and it kind of exposed Matt uh, Nagy a little bit uh, in doing so, the way that he phrased it. So, yeah, it's it's not a not a very good situation. <clears throat> and if they can continue to lose, you can see who's going to be losing their job. It's not going to be Justin Fields. It's not going to be Allen Robinson. It's going to be Matt Nagy. It feels like it should be Fields for his own sake. I just yeah, don't know. I, the, I don't know the benefit. Of, of having him go through this. I mean, you, you, you could break the guy. I mean, he might mm-hmm. just – he's taking a beating out there. He's being sacked, as you said, 22 times. He's got two touchdowns, six picks. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's in way over his head. Why not? You've got Nick Foles. you got you got – again, I don't – is Dalton healthy? I uh, yeah he is yeah so you've got you've got options I just mm-hmm. I, I you know I don't know I don't I don't get the philosophy there but I was saying that the entire uh, preseason that 
<clears throat> to put him behind that offensive line is too dangerous and it's going to cause too many problems. And that's exactly what ends up happening. And what you know he's been able to avoid so far, even though I think he's had a knee injury and a couple leg injuries, things like that, is that he's not suffered the serious injury, but you can see it coming. Uh, John, early uh, results in the MVP race. Gotta, it's got to be Derrick Henry. He threw a touchdown pass mm-hmm. the other day, and I'm just looking at his numbers. Um, he he had this is the second lowest output against Kansas City, who stinks by the way. Uh, but 86 yards he got the other day. But he's had 143, 130, 157. He's gone over 100. Yeah, five of the seven games. So. Yeah, and and just that, and also just Kansas City. Holy smokes! Mm-hmm. I mean, and and Patrick Mahomes didn't even throw a touchdown pass. Yeah, but uh, is is it a running back driven league or a quarterback driven league? It's quarterback. But, okay, and I know it's it makes him a little bit more of an outside chance, but I don't know, man. If he if he continues the way he does, and they keep winning, I think they they've got a pretty good team. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not on defense. Yeah, their their personnel, but yeah, they had a player. Is it Autry that had like mm-hmm. three or four sacks? So yeah, they've got some no names there, but they're 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 playing together. Yeah, they are. I mean, they had a couple of real good games back to back here, beating Buffalo and beating Kansas City, no doubt. But uh, you know, you're not totally sold because again, so much of the fact that they're in a division that's so right now easy to win because I mean, you got what Indianapolis down. Houston and Jacksonville are terrible, and so uh, you know. And so I, I know what I did for the Washington Post, my MVP voting. I actually had Derrick Henry 11th because I had 10 quarterbacks ahead of him. Because mm. how how can you not do uh, Kyler Murray number one? How yeah. can you not? How can you not have Tom Brady number two? How can you not have Josh Allen number three? And how can you not have uh, Lamar Jackson number four or even higher than that? Well, if he keeps running for like 150 yards, yeah. he's, was he eight winning. something right now? He's going to have a thousand yards Eight, next week. Yeah, mm-hmm. 869 yards are yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, John, what? And Dave touched on this. The Chiefs stink right now. Yeah. Mahomes is tied for the league lead in interceptions with a rookie, Zach Wilson, that we just talked about. Yeah, nine picks on the year. What, what is happening out there? Is it injuries? Is it I haven't paid a ton of attention to their injury situation, but what is going on in Kansas City? Well, you know, they've totally revamped their offensive line. That, uh, I think, certainly is catching up to them. Uh, you know that <clears throat> Mahomes is making uncharacteristic mistakes, particularly when he rolls out of the pocket or tries to do some different things. You know they don't have a running game. Uh, Edward Clyde Hilaire is on the injured reserve list. And so it's, all, it's Mahomes or nothing, and right now he's making mistakes, and so it's turning into nothing. Big upset over the weekend. Probably the biggest upset would be the Bengals mm-hmm. going into the Ravens. That was a that was pretty good performance, up. man. I mean, that was, yeah, it's not like they squeaked by 41 to 17. And how about Jamar Chase? Oh, Jeez. God. You talk about vindication. I mean, the Bengals were roundly criticized for not taking Panay Sewell. And, you know, they, they take his uh, Joe Burrow's LSU teammate, mm-hmm. and he has just lit it up. Well, in fact, I mean, uh, lit it, historically lit it up because once he have 764 receiving yards in seven games, that's the most of any first year receiver in the first seven games of any career. I mean, so he's a record setter. And so, I mean, think about this. I mean, it's seven games and he's got 764. What's he going to do? Have a hundred and, uh, you know, 150 catches and, uh, you know, over 1,500 yards receiving. I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, and you look at uh, his average in that game was 25 yards a catch. 
Yeah, and, and for the <laughs> for the season, I think he's averaging twenty one point two. Twenty one point five. Don't cheat him, John. Oh, I'm sorry. Twenty one point five. Sorry about amazing. that. Can that you believe amazing. that? No. 21.5. He's got 35 catches, 754 yards, six touchdowns, 21.5 yards per catch average. Incredible. So I mean, the GM for Cincinnati needs to go out to the uh, middle of the field like Jerry DePoto <laughs> mm-hmm. and give the double birds and yeah. just give it to everybody who, for, who criticized me for taking him. Okay, so who, uh, who owns that team? Uh, who owns the Cincinnati? Is it the Browns? The Browns, the Br- the Browns family. The Mike Brown, Brown. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like. Guess what team doesn't have a GM? Oh. They don't have uh, a GM. The mm. I was going to say the Patriots? No. <laughs> they, I mean, Bill Belichick's a GM, but, uh, right. yeah, they don't, they don't have a GM. Now, Duke Tobin is their, uh, you know, their, their main personnel guy, but he doesn't even have the title. And, of course, that's Bill Tobin's son, but he doesn't even have the title of GM. So does he have final say? No. Who does? Mike Brown. Mike Brown does. Mm. And he decided? No. Yeah, I'm going to go get uh, Joe Burrow's best buddy from college. No, what, what ends up happening? In fact, I I, I should have. I'm I'm going to probably call them. I don't know. I should call them tomorrow. See if I can set something up for a Washington Post story. But uh, you know, it's like yeah, because I remember the last time I talked to Duke Tobin and all that stuff. One of the things that he does such a good job of doing, and of course, being a second generation general manager who's not necessarily a general manager, he tries to get a consensus. And so what he does, he'll go to the coaches and say, okay, what do you think about this? And once everybody's on the same page, then he'll make the move. And so he's done such a great job. I mean, they were able to get a great free agent signing in Trey Hendrickson. You know, one of the things that they're starting to do now is they probably, against Baltimore, they had more zero blitzes than I think any team in football this year because they had zero blitzes like crazy, you know, where you bring the whole house and all those different things. And it certainly affected Lamar Jackson to a point where he had his worst game and the Ravens had their worst game. John, how good is this Titans team? They've got a couple of back-to-back impressive wins and maybe the Chiefs win isn't as impressive because we're figuring out they're not very good for whatever reason right now. But, you know, Tannehill just does what he's very Mm -hmm. efficient, 21 of 27, 270 yards, touchdown. Derrick Henry, a, a, a modest day for him, 86 yards rushing. But he throws a touchdown pass in this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're just finding ways to get it done, and 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 five and two here they are. Yeah, but of course, I mean, the big thing is their defense still isn't all that good, you know, because again, they're still one of the worst teams in football and stopping third down conversions. You know, they're still inconsistent stopping the run, and that's I find that baffling because here you have a defensive coach in Mike Brable who you think, okay, that's all going to work out, but that's been a struggle, but not in the last couple of weeks. I mean, they've done a good job in the last couple of weeks, at least slowing down Josh Allen, you know, completely baffling Patrick Mahomes and all that stuff. But again, they're a good team, but, you know, they're not, I think, at that level where even though they've beaten – uh, Baltimore and teams like that is that they're not at that top level yet, but they're somewhere in the top five. Because again, when you look at it, there's seven winning teams in the AFC, and so they're probably like about the fourth or fifth seed. What do you make of the Panthers, man? They start off three and zero. Now they played <laughs> the Jets. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, they played the Jets. They played the Saints, who they whooped pretty good, and yeah. then they then they played Houston. So I mean, not very impressive, but. They've also lost to a couple of two and five teams. They lost mm-hmm. to uh, both the Giants and the Eagles. Yeah, what's going on there? Uh, they're not doing well at all. I mean, certainly not having Christian McCaffrey is hurt because he's the face of the team. He's the most important player on the team. Sam Darnold has done horrible. What is it in his last four games? He's 
he's lost or three or four games that he's lost is you know he's on he's pretty much on the verge of losing his starting job that's how bad it is to a point now where david tepper who you know went who you know grew up in a ghetto six miles away from where i grew up um, and he owns the team and he he's wanted deshaun watson all along and now with the darnold being as bad as he's been i think they're in the darnold sweepstakes but i don't think they have enough uh, as far as leverage, as far as draft choices and players to be able to get them. That's why if there's going to be a Deshaun Watson trade, it's going to be to Miami. His, uh, and we were seeing those reports over the weekend that he's expanded the list of teams he would go to. They didn't specify, but people speculating Carolina being one of them. Yeah, well, Carolina's one of them. So what has the asking price changed, do you think, at all, from, from Houston's perspective? Or what do you think it's going to take to get, regardless of where he lands, it, it, what it, kind it of deal? Ha- it has to, because they're not going to get three number ones and two number twos. That's not going to happen. So they, if they want to make a trade, they have to make an adjustment. How they make that adjustment, I don't know. The Dolphins have the draft choices, but right now the Panthers do not. Because remember, the, the Panthers have been very active uh, this offseason with uh, trying to you know get talent and trading away draft choices to get players and things of that nature. So uh, you know I think it's going to be uh, Miami or bust. John, we appreciate it. We'll talk tomorrow. Okay, sounds good. There you go. If you missed any of today's cold hard facts, brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill. Download the podcast at seven ten sports dot com. Well, was there one play that changed the course of the game last night? We're going to dive into that next with Wyman and Bob on seven ten ESPN Seattle.